I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We've been talking a lot about our veterans today, those who have returned with physical injuries, and especially those who have returned with internal not visible struggles, PTSD. A nonprofit based in Utah is working outside the box uh, to help veterans struggling with PTSD. And as you look at those internal battles, could we actually find the solution to the reality of that struggle in virtual reality? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Brandon Barrowman's a military veteran, an entrepreneur, uh, who's been researching treatments for veterans struggling with mental health issues, working to create these virtual reality opportunities to help treat those. He's also the co-founder of Reboot Centers and joins us on the line now. Brendan, thanks for joining us, and thank you for your service. Thank you. Uh, appreciate you having me on, Boyd. So you you have gone through these struggles and these experiences as a veteran, and uh, tell us what got you started in this whole idea of maybe how virtual reality could be helpful dealing with some of these issues. Yeah, well, I've spent the last six years researching the blood flow um, connectivity issues with veterans with PTSD um, due to losing so many friends due to suicide. Uh, after my deployment in 2010 to 2011 and my military career. And I had a really good friend of mine, uh, Rick Simpson, who is the founder of Forge Forward Project, uh, reach out to me. And we were discussing my my research and how we can pair that virtually uh, to affect more people. And our, our big hangup was timeline of therapists, getting them in for MRIs and just the, the whole pipeline of traditional medicine. And we saw a uh, pass forward with taking it to the virtual reality where, you know, any veteran can get help immediately with the crisis management center um, with different treatment protocols available in their home at their fingertips. They don't have to go to a hospital. They have to drive. They don't have to make an appointment. It's just, you know, immediate. And I, I thought it'd be perfect to take where our research is currently at and somewhere we can grow into as we develop this further. Yeah. So describe that for us. How does how does this work? Uh, again, they could do it obviously from home, but what are some of the scenarios that you create in that virtual world uh, that might be things that are are triggering some of that PTSD? How does that uh, how does that all take place? 
So I'm, I'm sure everybody is familiar with uh, the current technology that came out really with the pandemic with your cell phone. You know, BetterHelp is a, a big one where yeah. you can pick up your cell phone and talk to a therapist. We wanted to create uh, virtual reality environments where, you know, veterans can connect with other veterans in a Viking longhouse throwing axes or in a meditation field um, or immediately get with a crisis care manager virtually to get the help. And we're also putting in our treatment protocols to increase blood flow in certain key areas that, that really trigger veterans during their episodes that deregulate blood flow that, you know, uh, lead to behaviors like suicide. You know, suicide's a very quick response. It's not something that's thought through of, um, and the mass majority of veterans that take their lives, it's very reaction-based. And we're creating protocols in, in different game environments that help stop that that blood flow condition mm-hmm. and redirect them in a more positive environment. Um, but it's, it's completely customizable. We're working on uh, different homerooms so veterans can create their own homeroom space. It's their space. They can connect. They can collect NFTs um, that's really big in the crypto world right now and decorate their homeroom the way they want it. Invite their, their military buddies that you know, our, our big push for what we know is an issue for our, our community is the loss of tribe. It's that loss of connectivity with the family you make in the service. And to provide a place for them to reconnect uh, immediately is something that we're developing um, and hopefully to have in people's homes nationwide here in the next two months. Oh, that's so important, that, uh, that loss of tribe, that loss of connection. Uh, I think especially those who... Uh, end up uh, succumbing to suicide. So often it is because they feel isolated, alone, off balance, uh, and and trapped. Uh, so being able to make those connections are are so vital. Tell us a little bit. Kind of take us through a scenario, maybe of uh, of a veteran who's struggling with something. Maybe it's you know walking through crowded places, you know, at a mall or at a at a market, uh, and then how your uh, version of that virtual therapy can be helpful. Yeah, so let's uh, let's take the one of you know the probably the most common is a veteran trying to reintegrate into society. They get a civilian job, they're at the office. It's a different tempo, it's a different community, and they start to feel like they're becoming triggered. They're becoming irritable or isolating. Um, they can immediately, let's say, take a ten minute break and step into their break room and throw on their headset and either get help from a mental health provider or just take the 10 minute deregulation and some of our games we're developing to de-stress deregulate and then be able to integrate back into their their workplace without having to go home without having the stress about losing their job you know in 10 minutes we can effectively reset um, and reintegrate blood flow back to the frontal cortex which is where all your, your rational decisions are made and it's the area of your brain that shuts down during these moments and these triggers uh, our headset will, will, and games and technology will pretty much essentially be able to restart that frontal lobe process and get them back to being productive at work or vice versa if they're home and they're triggered with their children or with their spouses or, like you said, at a crowded place, they can bring it with them. It's a, it's a handheld device that, you know, fits on with goggles they can put in a backpack and take with them anywhere, and in that moment they need it, it's accessible. They don't have to wait on anybody to, to utilize it. Oh, I love that. Uh, and quickly, tell us how uh, people can get involved with your research or help with the Forge Forward project. Yes, we're so with Veterans Day, we're we're doing a call to action for all your listeners to to join us. And you know, there's a lot of people bringing awareness, doing a push up challenge, or doing Facebook or Instagram posts. And we're just asking everybody out there doing the 22 challenge to take it to the next step and visit us at forgeforwardproject.org and donate $22 for the 22 veterans that commit suicide daily to help fund our research and 
get this technology out to the masses faster. All right, fantastic. Uh, Brendan uh, Barlman, thank you so much for joining us on this Veterans Day. Thank you again for your service, and thank you for leading in a space that is so important. We we cannot lose our veterans, especially to suicide, uh, and uh, this is a great opportunity to do that. Forge Forward Project. Uh, dot org. You can become involved there. We'll post this on our social media feeds as well. Uh, Brendan, thanks again for joining us on Inside Sources today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Uh, we're going to continue our focus on our veterans and ways that we can be helpful, ways that we can celebrate, ways that we can emulate uh, the traits that they use as they protect us and freedom uh, here and abroad. Uh, stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.